Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today. Welcome to the original, the Talker United Yellow Army podcast brought to you each week by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes of the Herald Express and Devon Live. We'll talk you through the latest news from Plainmore. We'll chat to the people making the news around the club. You can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, on Spotify and on iTunes. Welcome to another Talking United Yellow Army podcast. This one being recorded while there's a World Cup game actually in progress. Is it Christmas? It must be very nearly Christmas. Uh, another defeat at Barnet to talk about. Uh, yeah, disappointing. Very disappointing indeed. Um, massive is an overused word. Top, top, top game to play on Saturday, home to Gateshead. Big, big game. Yeah. Do we feel like we're staring over the edge of a precipice? We, we can use we can use the the term six pointer because it's it it's definitely is, a six pointer. And we've got some some big games coming up after that. So this isn't this isn't one six pointer, and then suddenly everything's all right no. if we win it. It's a it's one six pointer to give us a boost going into further six pointers. We have the usual format this morning. We've just been at Gary Johnson's press conference, where he said some very interesting stuff. He did, including we could be out of trouble by Christmas. Yeah. Well, I, I, I think I think like, like to be yeah. out of trouble by Christmas. But, I think we'd all like to be out of trouble <laughs> by Christmas. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's. We'll have a look. Times at the times yeah. are strange. Times are, are worrying. Uh, we should talk about that later on. It was a bit noisy over there, guy, because this, this well, the stu- the, the under eighteens who are at college obviously were, were were having some kind of session in the main room there, and we were all squeezed into a tiny office. Squeezed into the office. Yeah, um, uh, quite happy to, to to stand aside for their education, but uh, they were a bit louder than <laughs> it was a bit louder than normal. It was. So that's the um the, the couple of doors banging and a, a code. A keypad, a keypad code. Yeah, I think Craig Hutchinson, so, uh, who's uh, who was overseeing it all, was doing his best to keep it keep the noise down. So. But uh, I don't think it's as easy as that when you've got about eighteen, uh, sort of sixteen, seventeen year old lads conking around in in, in football boots. So we'll head off uh, now and hear what the gaffer has to say. Yeah, and we'll be back as ever on the other side of Gary Johnson. Gaffer, I think most observers would uh, would agree that the game at Barnet was. Uh, didn't still tell the whole story, the, the scoreline, and on many occasions you would have come away with three points in that game. I think more than most, probably, if, if they were actually there watching the game or saw the highlights, um, because yeah, when you when you when you look at the highlights and it's all condensed into a five-minute spot, you can see actually how many opportunities that, that that we had and how many opportunities they had, or how how uh, less chances they had than us, especially in the second half. So, but the ones that are not in the most, the, the ones, uh, the other people will, will, will be looking at the result, of course, and saying, well, um, you still got beat 1-0. But uh, yeah, that's, the, that's the league we're in. We're, we're bottom of that at the moment, and we've got to uh, make sure we uh, we keep going, that's, that's for sure. Keep believing in our good game. You know, we don't want to believe in our bad games, but um, and and keep picking up the points where we can. And uh, every game becomes important, of course, and more important 
every time you don't pick up the maximum number of points. It's always disappointing to concede an early goal, but you, your team seems to respond in the correct manner. And no one can criticise the, the heart and the desire of the team because they've shown that so many times. So that's going to be very important, including another big game on Saturday. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, the, the big thing we've got to do, and I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, um, is not to let that early goal in because that allows the opposition to you know, pass the ball around. Their, home, their fans are not going to get upset because they're a goal up already. Um, they can afford to wait their, wait their opportunities. They can waste a bit of time. Um, and, I mean, one of the big things about the Barnet game for me was, um, I'm not moaning about referee, yes, I am a little bit, I suppose, it's, uh, is we had three very, very good shouts of, of penalties. And when you see the World Cup, you know, and, and the decisions, and the amount of time they're adding on for wasted time. I mean, our game this week was uh, 48 minutes of play, 51 minutes of what they call it, dead ball. That's, that's a long time. And, uh, and so if you go a goal down, you haven't got what people think 90 minutes. You know, uh, we had we were goal down in 10 minutes, so it's not as though you've got another 80 minutes to get the game back. So you have to take your opportunities quickly if you go a goal down, but if you go a goal up, then it's a different ball game. Um, knowing that it's not 90 minutes, it's probably at the most going to be 60, and at the least, like we had 40 of. And that's going to happen more and more when your team is being as, as relentless as they were on Saturday. Is that something that you're going to have to guard your players against again, against Gateshead on, on Saturday? Yeah, because it, again, if you're a goal down and it gets later on and you're still a goal down then you have to take chances and uh, you have to throw a few men more forward more um, you have to get it in there play the percentages a little bit and we do do that quite well um, but it does leave you open um, and I think Barnett's only chance in that second half was late on where the fellow sort of scuffed it wide of the post um, so we have to be careful of that so the, the important thing about this week and every week is that you know we did have a spell of scoring the first goal um, but we've got to get that you know the opening goal is always important. Do you feel that you are actually seeing a bit more consistency in the performances maybe not so much in the total results at mm. this moment in time but do you feel like you're seeing more consistently in terms of good performances from yourself? Yeah we, we, we tend to have a, a, a couple of really good performances like we had against Derby, against Aldershot uh, against Dawkins, um, and then we get a Chesterfield game where we have opportunities and don't take them, and then they go up the other end and they do take them. So, but we are definitely, generally, certainly in the Barnet game, we looked quite a strong unit, and uh, that's what you need to see, and then you need to take your opportunities. So, I agree with you, yes, we certainly Barnet show that um, we're not far away from where we want to be other than picking up the three points because we did that to a team that's in the playoff or just outside the playoff position. And on the road, you've been well supported by the Yellow Army in recent weeks, so it'd be fantastic to see if you can see that they're still with you, Gaffer, that um, been asked to reward them at home on Saturday as well, wouldn't it? 
Yeah, well that's another thing we've been saying for a few weeks, that's what we want to do for the home fans and we appreciate the ones that come to the home games, we appreciate the ones that go to the away games. Um, yeah, and if they if they are going to all the games, I think they'll see there's a decent team in us. You know, when our little bit of luck changes um, and we get that next win, then we'll see that everybody that has stuck with us deserve that result as much as the, the players do. Um, but we've still got a lot of confidence in ourselves. Uh, we train hard, uh, we work hard. Um, and we'll keep doing that, and when it changes, we can all say, you know, we, we've, we've all given it a right go, well done. Um, not that, you know, it's very difficult to get into any playoff places, but our aim now is we've got to make sure that we get out of that group at the bottom first, and then see what happens. But uh, by Christmas, it'd be nice to, to be uh, out of trouble, and, uh, fighting for the next with the next group up. You've always said the key to this season might be how you perform against the teams around you at the table. So that obviously makes this one a particularly important match on Saturday. Yeah, it does. Of course, it does. The league positions. They got a good result against Southend at the weekend. Um, so, as far as that's concerned, yes, absolutely, this is an important game. Bill, their manager will be sitting with his press and. Uh, in his press conference and he'll be saying the same. And I did say that all these games are, are six-pointers and you know, we, we're not hiding the fact of how important the games are against the bottom eight teams. You've already touched on the amount of injury time being played at the World Cup. I think it was 24 minutes in the England game alone, wasn't it? I mean, do you hope and expect to see that filtered down to the National League straight away or do you think it'll take a while for it to come down? Well, it should have... It should have been taken on board now, long before now, because you know, all the managers had to go to a meeting uh, where the referee said, you know, they're stamping down on um, the time wasting, and but the most you ever get is like four or five, um, and yet in the World Cup they're getting tens. You know, I know a couple they've been down for a long time, and there's been fifteen, but um, those extra three or four minutes can make the, make the difference if that's the way the game's going. And then the public get more of their money's worth. That was the idea of it. But um, we don't seem to have yet grasped what is time-wasting and what isn't and who's doing it at, uh, at our level. Uh, Dylan Silver missed out on Saturday. What's the with him? Um, well, we've got two days to go. Uh, we're hopeful, so we just have to wait and see on any walking wounded that are going to be coming back and uh, all those that can't. But um, yeah, we're hoping to our squad to get a little bit bigger over the coming weeks. Uh, and the race with uh, Mark Ellis and Stephen Wern? Um, again, we're uh, talking to the clubs uh, for all our loans because you know, January's coming up on us fast. Uh, and some are earlier than January, so uh, yeah, we're still we're negotiating with those clubs. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. All right. As we all know, Gary, these these games, these six pointers at the bottom, they can get very tense and, and you know stressful for everybody, especially young players. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we've got quite a lot of young lads, and you've 
been through many of these games and we're only in November still. It's yeah. not like it's no, April exactly. or May, is it? Yeah, no, something? exactly. How, how do you try and help the younger players to arm themselves for what to expect and what sort of experience these games can become? Because it can be difficult for them, can't it? There's a lot of pressure. And it can, but they, you know, if they're going to be professional footballers, then they're going to get these situations and uh, they've got to be able to deal with it, and deal with adversity and come out smelling the roses because there's always another day. And you know, if you're a shrinking violet, then you're not going to last in football, whatever team you're in. Um, and so really, all we, all we ask them is to do your very best in everything, be your most competitive, jump your highest, run your fastest, and then the game will look after itself after that. You can still lose, you can hit the post once, as I've said before, and, and they can hit the post and it goes in and ours goes out, in which case you've, you've had a, you know, been unfortunate. So you can only absolutely do your best, play to the plan, you know, we, we, we always said Graham Taylor had, I think I've said it before when I was at Watford, and he had these three little things where he used to say, um, uh, work it, um, you know, plan it, work it, achieve it, is what he always said. And that's what, we, what we're trying to do. And I think we, you try and get lads in that, that you think have got that mentality to cope until it comes up. Um, a couple of them have been in relegation battles and lost. Some have won um, and you know got out of it. But um, you just got to believe in your own game and the club's game, you know. And then you can do your best and come out of it at the other end because you will do if you're doing it right and you're living right and you, you know, all those sort of things: sleep, drink, eating. Um, then you earn the right to be, to be lucky. I always say that, that saying again: yeah. be ready to be lucky. We touched briefly last week on defensive performances during the conference. From what I could see and hear from the Barnet game, they were pretty solid. At the yeah. Against yeah. Barnet. Was that one of the, the good things to take away from that one? It was, and when you talk about being solid, that sort of uh, yes, the defenders were solid, of course, because they're the last line. But the team was pretty solid. You know, we didn't allow their midfield to dictate, so therefore the, their forwards didn't necessarily get loads of opportunities. Um, we didn't allow their defenders time. We put them under pressure. Do you, you know what I mean? So it's a whole team that's defending, as it is a whole team that's, that's attacking. Um, but you're right. It looked um, it looked more solid. But then they've had more games now to, yeah. together. We've kept that same sort of. Uh, back four for a couple of games, if you like, um, and you, know, you hope that when you've you've seen what you're trying to achieve, even though we look, we lost the game, that you can see that through more consistency by keeping the same team. So back in the painting studio after chatting to uh, to Gary up at South Devon Much College. more quiet in the painting studio. <laughs> well, until the dog kicks off. Yeah, well, there's only one dog this week, so I think we're pretty safe. It's it's the quieter of the two dogs, isn't it? Yeah. Now, we, we'll have to talk about the Barnet game. Um, we do have a, a habit of kind of moving on to 
more positive things. Yeah, you got told we, off this week. We did, yeah. I um, wasn't here last week. so You're, I, you're exonerated. So <laughs> you're completely exonerated. But Dave, one of our um, regular listeners, felt that we maybe pulled a few punches last week on the, the defensive performance against Chesterfield. Uh, it was mentioned during the um, during the press conference last week, but uh, we maybe didn't go into it quite as much as we should have done. Yeah. Um, but th- there was a response, wasn't there? I mean, the Barnet game, talk, we lost. Let's not gloss over the fact that we lost. We lost, it's yeah. another yeah, defeat, yeah. and we're at bottom of the league, and it's nothing is going remotely according to plan. But the defence, from what I could see on the highlights and from what I heard on the radio... The defence was tighter. We conceded an early goal and a bad one at that. It uh, might have been tighter, but we still lost. We still lost. And we haven't scored goals to win. Um, the only time that we've really scored goals to win a game in recent history is, is the older shot one, where uh, obviously we were completely dominant Yeah. and they seem to completely flounder on the day. They're not as bad as that. We're not as good as that. No. Um, and but, we, uh, the, I, th- I think it's a mixture of both. I think the defence... You know, we all loved it when Mark Ellis came back and we've all been hyping up uh, Lucas Ness, who I really all, every time I mention his name, want to call him Elliot Ness for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. It's drag Ness. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we, we all hype up Lucas Ness and then, uh, you know, um, Sean Donlan's done okay at right back, yeah. which is an unusual position for him. But we've, they're still letting in goals. And... Yeah. Um, at the other end of the pitch, we are not scoring. And that is a recipe for disaster. Well, it, yeah. I mean, those are the basics of football, aren't they? But, yeah. you know, that's... And are. I know, and I, and I, and I, you know, obviously, Gary's got my full support and, and, and I hope to goodness that he gets us out of this. But at the moment, every week saying that we should have scored more and we should have defended better, we're not it's doing not, that. not getting us out no. of that, is it? It's not getting us anywhere. Um it was disappointing to lose up at Barnet. I mean, the Barnet are going well. We're bottom of the table. The bookies had Barnet as strong favourites, but it's still disappointing to come away with nothing from a game where they played pretty well. We just yeah. lack, we lack something. We lack. Well, shall I tell you what I think we lack? Go on. Better players. Yeah. It's as simple as that, isn't it? Better players with better understandings of the game. Making better decisions. Making better decisions. Yeah. We come back to that time and time again. This is one of Dave's favourite um, hobby horses, isn't it? But he's right. It's decision making. And, you know, yeah, it's and, it's, and it's, it's decision making so that you're player. in the right position when the ball comes to you to have a shot on goal. But it's also decision making that when you are in the right position and the ball comes to you that you do the right thing to have that yeah. good shot on yeah. goal. And you think quickly. And, and you think quickly. You know, some of our best players are skillful, fast players, but they still make the wrong choices. And whether yeah. you know whether you can train that into someone, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think the elephant in the room is we all want to see more from from our strikers. Yes, our strikers yeah. aren't doing it. No. Um, they, they've showed glimpses, but glimpses aren't good enough. Um, Aaron Jarvis came to the the club with a questionable goal to game ratio Mm -hmm. and he still has a questionable goal to game ratio and I know that the management knew that they had taken on a player with a questioning uh, uh, questionable ratio in that respect and 
that was one of the main objectives of the season was to improve that, to get yeah. him to, yeah. to to help him improve that. And it's not really happened. Yes, he scored that hat-trick, but, um, you know, can we put that older shot game in a box outside of the rest of the Venn diagram, please? Because it's it's not, yeah, it's not no, what it's we've been used point. to this season. It's a fair point. But, I mean, when he... When he's on form, he's properly on form. You know, that, that hat trick, he could have had four or five that night, but maybe that's the problem. That, maybe he should maybe. have had four yeah. or five that yeah. night. Do excuse me. That's an old school tone guy you got on there. It is. I do apologise for that. That's, um, that's, that's the work phone. Garbage. That's the work phone. That's the work phone. We are working. I will reply to that call uh, once we've done the podcast. Mm. Um, do you reckon it's Gary calling? <laughs> it could be. It could well be. Um, it's just not as you say it's just not it's proving time and time again not to be quite good enough yeah yeah Um, and and, and, uh, we'll we'll go back and say it that's because we haven't got good enough players at this this particular moment now whether those players improve to be good enough players or we get other players in that are good enough there are two ways you know of doing it Uh, we shall see but at the moment it's not good enough and there's a big what if here as well I mean we're being fairly pessimistic this weekend but um the big what if is over the lone players. Yeah. What if Mark Ellis decides I can't keep driving up and down to crew? Well, let's hope we can get a, a better defender in then. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I mean, no, no disrespect to Mark Ellis, but we, 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 we've all we've all been highly happy, yeah, clappy about Mark Ellis and 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 Mr. Ness. Um, but we're still but we're games. still losing games. But imagine if Ellis Ness. Wern, De Silva. Well, we have to, if they go, we have to replace them with someone. Yeah. With some people. Now, you know, we have to replace them with better people. So if they go, they go. Difficult, though. Yeah, I know, I know. Very I mean, it's taken us almost half a season to get them. Yeah. But there there you go. This this is turning into a very downbeat podcast. But uh, there you go. So Gateshead will be a massive marker. We've, you know... I, I what happens in the Gateshead game could could set up the season, really, couldn't it? I feel like we're looking over a precipice for the Gateshead game. Mm. I'm nervous about the Gateshead game. I think it, win the Gateshead game and we move up a couple of places and then we have to start winning game after well, game. Well, win the Gateshead game. game and we definitely come off the bottom, don't yeah. we? So that's... That, that's, that's yeah. I mean, going back to the bottom after work... You see, we did work hard to get off the bottom. I, yeah. I wrote that this week in the paper and... Uh, we, we we did really do well over a spell of about three or four games, which included that old shot game, yeah. to to get ourselves first of all to to not fall too far behind, and mm. then to get ourselves away from the bottom and and, and go up to twenty uh, second. Um, the giddy heights of twenty second. Yeah, the giddy heights of twenty second. We did well to then just drop straight back down again with Gateshead winning three one away at South End. Um, and Scunthorpe going below them as well, so you know. Uh, and it it was three one. Well, it wasn't six two. You know the BBC. I know they the said six two. Yeah. I had the radio on. It's a and, and Gateshead have beaten Southend six two. And Torquay have gone down two nil at Barnet. I said, wow, wait a minute. It's for some reason, the BBC I checked and doubled the scores. I I, I was writing my report uh, literally as, as that was said, and I'd already just checked a minute ago that. Uh, it was 3-1, so yeah, we all make mistakes, don't we? 6-2, come on. What happened to their software, I do not know. But let's get get back to Gateshead. Yeah, Gateshead are 22nd yep. at the moment. We're 24th, yep. obviously. Uh, the National League North champs from last year, managed by the amazing Mike Williamson. From Paynton. From Paynton. Who I remember, who I watched 
for Torquay's under 18s. Is and it true that Tomo wrote something in the Torquay Weekly this week that he came with a purple Mohican or something? Oh, he might have done. I don't remember that. When I started work for, working for the club, he was in his second year. Yeah. So um, I would be doing uh, match reports Saturday morning from the, the race course where the training ground yeah. was at the yeah. time. And I remember seeing him in two or three games. And then he kind of got into the first team and he played five games under Roy, I think it would have been. Yeah. Um, and then got a move quite quickly to Southampton. Um, so he was gone. Before yeah. the end of his second year of uh, of YTS, his potential was obvious, wasn't it? Yeah, but I I just remember seeing him in an under 18s game, picking up the ball in defence and running all the way through and scoring a goal at the other end. <laughs> was uh, it one of those FIFA goals? It was one of those moments yeah. when you looked and thought, <laughs> he ain't here for long. <laughs> I mean, he's he played 143 games for Newcastle. That's yeah. where he's best now, yeah. I suppose. Um, and he's 39 now and he played all 90 minutes last week and he'll probably start against us on Saturday he's a lovely bloke Mike and we don't really, don't really want to send him is back up the motorway he's 39 yeah. that makes me feel old <laughs> um, but God we need to win this game on Saturday you, you can't overstate the importance of this game you cannot it's um, it's just it's a must win it's a six pointer um, <laughs> throw any cliche you want every at cliche it. Yeah. you can think yeah, of yeah. because just get me diary out and go through the the, the the next games after that. We're away at Dagenham and Redbridge, which is a tough game. The third, which is, and then we've got another six pointer, which is which is Oldham. That's yeah. after that's after the uh, the FA Trophy, of course. Is we've it, got the yeah, FA yeah, Trophy on have, the third of December. Yeah, yeah, we have third of December. No, third of December we're away at Dagenham and Redbridge. Then the following weekend we're at Oldham. Then we got Bromley, and then I believe the I've trophy's got, in there somewhere. The trophy's on the seventeenth. Is I've got a trophy late? going for the seventeenth. I may be wrong, but this is this is my scribbly right. diary. But I think that's that's there. And then after the seventeenth, we go on to the Christmas game, which mm. is Hosey Oval on Boxing Day. I think I put the wrong date for the trophy in the paper, guy. Did you? I think so. You Do you know guy. what happens when you've got no one to proofread your copy and no uh, staff? I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're doing everything the last happen. minute because you've got 101 other jobs. Things happen. We've had howlers on the news pages for that very reason. Yeah, that's just, no just, just the way it is, unfortunately. Okay. Um, are, are we over-egging the Gateshead game? No, 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 so? not at all. We've got to win it. Um, okay, and uh, I think I think a lot of people will... If we lose this one, uh, a lot of people will be lost to the dark side. Yes. Yeah, I think you've, maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you've been very enigmatic there, Rich. But uh, I think it's it's a big game for Torquay. It's a big game for Gary. Yeah. It's a big game for it's a big game for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot hinges on this. But also, let's game. not forget, it's a big game for Gateshead. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know, they they, they are going to be feeling just as just as. Um, I mean, they they're coming into it off the end of a three-one win against Southend, yeah. which is, which is brilliant. But they will be feeling just as as uptight about it as yeah. we are. They lose this one on Saturday. Yeah. They go back to the bottom, yeah. which they don't want to do. Um, yeah. Can't overstate, and let's hope we get a good full house. Well, not full house, a good decent crowd. Well, we should get a decent crowd for it, surely. I, know, so. I don't think we're not at a stage where people are, are, are dropping off because of poor results. <coughs> I think we're already at that low level where people go anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, I so right. I don't think we're going to drop off too much on a Saturday anyway. I mean, the Tuesday drop off is always something that happens, but not on a Saturday. 
I haven't looked at the bookies odds this week. I, I, wouldn't, imagine, I wouldn't bother. I imagine they're pretty close. I imagine yeah. there's not much to choose between these two teams. I mean, who's going to put any money on that anyway? You've got, I mean, we, we don't know, do I we? I will. <laughs> well, yeah, of course you will. Your weekly pound. My weekly pound <laughs> on, on Torquay. Uh, my, my, my World Cup bets aren't going very well yet, but uh, we'll talk about we'll that. Um, get up there on Saturday if you possibly can. The Christmas yeah, shopping we need can you. wait for another week. We need you. Well, we actually, it people. actually can. It's not even December. Yeah, let's see if we can see if we can really even from the press bench. Let's see if we can really get behind Torquay. Let's abandon any pretense at being unbiased up on the yeah, press bench this yeah, week. Yeah, um, and let's uh, let's yeah. hope we can get into the press bench this week. Chester, who, who knew Chesterfield? No, it had wasn't such a Chesterfield, was it? It was Derby, Chesterfield. It wasn't Chesterfield. It was um, who was the last game? Was it the last game? Was Chesterfield home game? Was Chesterfield? Oh, Dorking brought Dor- a load Dorking. as well. Uh, uh, well but, but yeah, I mean, the chap who was sitting in my seat, the swine, when I turned up at my usual time on uh, on that game. <laughs> When we asked him to move over because he was using three seats with all his equipment for the radio, didn't even acknowledge us. Just moved like a grumpy old man. He did. And uh, didn't even speak to me during the whole game. And uh, uh, I was getting wound up. Who do these people think they are? Who do they think they are? I'm a very nice person, but sometimes... We only need one desk, don't we? We don't need three. I just need one. Just the one. I don't need three. That's all we need. And I don't need to huff and puff when <laughs> someone asks me to move. <laughs> what do you make of that FA Trophy draw then, Rich? Home to Chippenham, That's home to right, the Chips. I mean, the if, 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 if you you can't go into that thinking you're going to lose, can no. you? Uh, is it still the same manager at Chippenham? Because because Gary's good, very good friend. Well, was very good friends with the previous Chippenham manager. Oh, I don't know because that's why we ended up playing him a couple of times in in, in friendlies. And I think uh, I think I think that relationship was quite, was quite strong. But I'm not sure if it's the same bloke. So should they're, check that one out. They're, they're a decent side, Chippenham as well. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, I think they beat us in National League South when yeah. we were down there. Yeah. Um, could be down there again next year who knows da, 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 da. Um, but yeah so that's de- I'm sure that's December the 17th I've written it down in two separate places Good. it's December the 17th Good. so that old fashioned scribbles uh, yeah this, nobody really wants to be in the FA Trophy until you get to the quarterfinals and then you suddenly realise oh hang on this this could be a bit of fun Yeah. Um, it's not a competition everybody loves though is no. it well, we, we, uh, let's face it, we can't be bothered about it. If we're, if we're struggling to stay in this division, no. we're not going to be bothered about the FA Trophy. Just treat it as another treat. Yeah, a chance yeah. to... Uh, it's a, it's a yeah, practice game. It is. World Cup. You've been watching it? I've been watching every minute until now, and we are about, oh, about 12 minutes into my first game that I've missed. We'd better see how one... Just, just see how it's going. We're Switzerland versus... Um... I'm still on flight mode here because I don't want my phone to be going off and making strange noises while we're talking to, uh, to the gaffer. Live World Cup on yeah, well, the we podcast. Could, we could do that. Live World Cup on the podcast. BBC Sports says... It is... Nil-nil. <laughs> Switzerland versus Cameroon. Switzerland nil. Cameroon, probably my favourite World Cup memory of all time. That little tiny dingy flat I had with my girlfriend Sarah at the time. And um, black and white TV guy. Black and white TV. Black and white TV. Yeah. Tune in with a dial. Don't touch that dial. uh, 1986. No, no, 1990. Sorry, I'm not that old. 1990, that game against Cameroon. Me, Sarah, Andy, my mate. He was still my mate. And um, someone else, I can't remember who it was, in the room. And uh, we watched that game. 
listening to the radio coming back from uh, the Gaffer's press conference, Roger Miller, or Roger Miller, yeah, is uh, there. the star of that game. He's there today. He's, he's going to exactly he's gonna live to 112, isn't he? I'm surprised he, he isn't playing. He, oh, he was 40 in that game, wasn't he? <laughs> I think he was actually 40 when he played in that game. Mike Williamson's 39. Yeah, exactly. Still, still there was a player playing for Belgium who's 39 yesterday. What did you make of England? Uh, brilliant. Um, you know, you always go into these competitions with a feeling that you're going to be let down by England again. Um, but, you know, they were outstanding. They were, uh, yeah. Individual performances as well as a collective team performance, they were outstanding. But the individual performances were better than... There was three or four players on that pitch who were yeah. better than most of the players we've seen in the World Cup so far. Yeah. And that's including the yeah. big big names, you know, your Messies and your... And all that. And I mean, got, Saka was outstanding. Yeah. I thought Bellingham was. Bellingham was outstanding. Well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was class. Class football. And I mean, the, the scoreline of six-two. The the, the the penalty. The second. Yeah, the penalty was, was a, well, the penalty joke was a joke, and the, the and the fact that that you know, uh, Maguire was being basically rugby tackled in the yeah. first half, and that that wasn't a penalty, and yet you see penalties for completely lesser challenges yeah. in the box. Later on, the most interesting physical tussle, by the way, um, was between Graeme Souness and Roy Keane. I thought <laughs> I missed it. You see, I'm, I, <laughs> they were I read all about it later on, but I missed it because I must have been made, making tea or something. I don't know what I was doing. They were discussing a penalty incident in the Saudi Arabia game. Oh right, yeah. And um, they very, very nearly came to blows. I would like to. See. I would like to have seen that. Well, uh, I can't remember who it was. It's was commentating later said they'd watched it 12 times that morning on, <laughs> on, on catch up just just for the fun of it yeah uh, Wales second half Wales was very much better than first half Wales yeah well there's when, a reason for that there is a reason for that and as a, a, a joking with you wasn't I I said you know you can hear it almost being said in the dressing room at half time listen lads this clever stuff this ticker tacker isn't working let's get the paint we're not on. England no let's get the paint <laughs> lad on and go Vanarama on them yeah exactly and that's what they did exactly get the ball up to Kiefer Moore holds the ball up wonderfully well Brings I've, refer- I've referred to, to Keith Moore as Torquayborn, obviously, because he was born in Torbay Hospital. I'm Torquayborn, yeah, even though I'm Torquayborn. But I, I lived yeah, in Paynton for the first yeah. six six months of my life. We're all Torquayborn, but you um, know, we see we see the light after a few days. He's come to the Payton. third the third player from Devon to play in a World Cup. Can you tell me the other two? Ethan Ampadu. Yeah. So he became Devon, the second at starting Devon player. He became second starting. See if you at the Express and Echo, it's on the back page. Oh, it's Pedro, an Exeter player then. No, no, no the first one isn't. No, so I put you misery. Do that, Trevor Francis. Oh, of course, <laughs> of course it is. So hundreds of our listeners will have been screaming. <laughs> Trevor, Trevor Francis, Francis. nineteen eighty-two, scored in the uh, in the Italy World Cup. Absolutely. Did you watch France? Did I've watched them all so far. I thought France were good. I thought I thought France. Uh, and England were the best two teams I've seen until maybe Spain last night. Now Spain's quite interesting because I think, I think their opponents were very very poor. They didn't have a shot on goal. I don't believe. I think they had one maybe. Um, they were terrible. Yeah. Uh, they, they, you would have been better fielding a team made up of employees of Costa Coffee. <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> Write that down. You're going to need that. France, I thought, was like watching dressage in the Olympics. Uh, yeah, they were brilliant. They were, they they were, were brilliant. immaculately turned out, show ponies. They were just tap the Yeah, and Giroud always does it when he needs oh. to, doesn't he? It's, for a player who isn't has never really been France's first choice no. striker, he always, end, always ends up being 
the first choice striker because someone else is injured or, or someone else is having a bad time. And he always does it. Yeah. He's a classy player. So he's, 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 he's a yeah, just proper old school striker, isn't he? He's, he's wonderful. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, they were brilliant. Australia did their best, but France they did. Were, I mean, Mbappe is just such a player. Mm. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them playing again. It's, it's, it, yeah, those two teams, England and France at the moment, are, yeah. are the best teams that I've seen so far. So if France had dressage... Yeah. You have to think, well, I mean, England, what sport would England be? Would I, England are like a rowing eight, aren't they? England are well-disciplined. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Wales, dog agility, for me. Like a pack of Jack Russells going in between... Oh, that kind of dog agility. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Dog agility, agility with right? Space in between there, yeah. Okay, like, okay. A, like do, a little you pack of jackets. Do muscles. not want to know what was going through my mind in a Welsh car park there. <laughs> yeah, this uh, interesting. What your thoughts would be on on the way the other teams uh, in the World Cup? What other sports they would be? But yeah, no, that's yeah. interesting. I might, I might uh, work on that list this week. <laughs> Few other things to wrap up before we uh, before we close. There's quite an interesting one coming up in a minute from a, a dull and dusty Torbay Council document, which I've got on my screen. Uh, but first of all, George Dowling, remember him? Yes, I liked him. Scored three goals for Swindon Supermarine as they beat Dartford four 0 in the FA Trophy. I don't know how they've ended, how he's ended up at that level because he was a good player he when good, he was with us. So lo- he was on loan from Bristol City. He was around the time that the, the you know we, we were also taking Con Eleven AM and and, mm-hmm. uh, and Jake Andrews, who's another player who should have gone on to be better than he or be I, playing at a better level than he, he is. But George Dowling, I thought was classy. I, I believe he had some. Some upset off the pitch, okay. I believe that George okay. down, and not everything went to, went well for him off the mm-hmm. pitch, which may have sort of put a bit of a speed bump into his yep. uh, into his career. Brett Williams has moved to Gosport yeah, Borough. He's, oh, is he from Gosport Borough? He was playing for he was playing for he was playing for one of the teams at that level, someone like Yate or someone like that. I, because I think I, he's gone to the Julian is is our eyes and ears in yeah. the non-league. Well, he um, said that. Uh, yeah, he may well have done. He's been scoring goals for someone in the Southern Premier. He always scores yeah, goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brett Williams. You know you're going to come up against him in an FA Trophy or something one of these days. And just just before we depart... Um, oh, by the way, we're talking on. of football at that level. Did yeah. uh, I note the other day that Tim Sills has gone from Ham- Hamworthy to Wimborne Town which we is did. literally next door to each other yeah, so there's did. obviously we, a well that must have been one of the weeks when you were it was away. a couple of oh you've done it we okay yeah, he's, doing, right. he's doing quite well there as yeah, well yeah 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 so we, well Wimborne Town I don't know if Steve Cuss is still there but our old uh, the football and the community officer Steve Cuss was uh, who then went to uh, Bournemouth and was Bournemouth yeah, uh, yeah. football and the community officer I played with him for Tor Bulgarians by the way he was at Bournemouth last year when I we think went he's still there working, yeah working football um, he he, at some point well. he was the manager of Wimborne and then I think he went onto the board yeah so uh, that might be an old talky kind of uh, relationship being revived there so just quickly in passing a word for Buckland um, yeah I went to Buckland on Saturday good stuff Good stuff. They beat Street 6-1. Yeah. Uh, Street started really well, and but then Buckland just completely overpowered. Ryan Bush is a, is a, is a strong strong striker, isn't he? He did. And one of the quickest goals you'll see, 16 seconds into oh, the it? second half. Was it? Uh, Buckland were 2-0 up at half-time. You're sort of thinking, well, the next goal wins this mm-hmm. game because Street mm-hmm. might come back into it. Uh, and you, you had to wait 16 seconds for the uh, for the answer to that question. The, uh, the manager... Uh, oh, I just dropped my ring. Excuse me. 
Fill in, guy. Fill That's in, not a you? euphemism for anything, Rich, is it? <laughs> I'm buying a Welsh car park. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. Uh, <laughs> uh, where was I? You were, we were talking about Buckland. Yes, the manager, uh, Dan Hart, has signed a contract. It's the first first manager to sign a proper pro... I, I presume it's pro contract. I need to do the story yet. Um, as a, uh, f- for, for a Buckland person, as in player or manager. Yeah, yeah. So that's good news. Um, he's done well since he's taken over at the start of the season. Um, Adam Castle was over from Ireland, the director of football over the weekend, so he was there and obviously uh, did the did the paperwork for that. And yeah, uh, yeah that looks good. Flourishing, yeah, looking good flourishing. at Buckland. Good, good entertainment again. Yeah, always a good place. A to good go. Good place to go and watch your football and yeah. talk your away. Um, it was it was uh, before I had to uh, work on a match report every Saturday, um, when my uh, good old dad was still alive. Uh, talking away, Buckland at home. Buckland we home. would always be at Buckland. We loved it. Yeah. Right. This. This dusty Torbay Council document. Are <laughs> you blowing dust off my laptop? <laughs> Torbay Council recently dry. Uh, I think uh, is rather. Does it dry and, and dry dusty? and dusty? Do it recently um, adopted its playing pitch strategy. Yeah. Which is now you. Uh, you, you have thoughts about it. Uh, Anybody, yes, if you've played honestly. on King George the Fifth, I've played on King George the Fifth in eight hundred mile an hour winds. Yeah, I played on it's snow. The top pitch <laughs> where I have a particularly lovely memory of running down the right wing chasing a ball with uh, an opponent player running next to me and we're both kind of running at cartoon slow motion speed (laughs) and we both have time to look at each other and both kind of our faces both sort of reflect the agony of running in that wind resistance and just not getting anywhere near the ball Dan Eves our goalkeeper at the time took took a a goal kick that day that went over the over the halfway line and came back and over his crossbar (laughs) Well, yeah. As any, if if you've anyway, if you've had the misfortune yeah. to get changed in any of the dressing rooms on tour, that dressing pitches, room specifically, yeah, yeah. Um, you, it's an interesting read. I mean, it's it's kind of a wish list. You're going forward. You're looking at more pitches, better pitches, better changing facilities. There is money available through grants. Um, it, it's a, it's an interesting read. It's not just about football either. Rugby pitches. Tennis, netball, archery. Can I suggest something? There. Go on. The council should do more for sport throughout the bay. Full stop. I think so. So I there you so. go. I, despite I, despite words on pieces of paper, just I get on and do it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's easy. But then, I, not defending the council in any way. But there's very little money comes from the government these days. Yeah, but I don't the think council. there's very little intelligence put forward for the working out sport of these measure. these problems. Yeah. 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 I don't. I don't think it's their thought through properly. Could do, more. and I don't think there's enough passion about sport within the council. Yeah, I mean, I, I know we talked about this before we came on air. I do know a couple of councillors pretty well who are very passionate. Guy, when I was doing the the Tour Bay Sports Awards all those years ago, when the when the paper did those kind of things, the person on the council who was responsible for sport knew nothing about sport. That's a that's a hurdle, isn't it? Yeah, that is a hurdle. Yeah. Now, obviously, that person's changed. So, so uh, uh, and not being uh, in those situations as much as I used to be, I don't know the new person as well. Yeah. But I know that 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 person had no knowledge of sport whatsoever, absolutely none. Then, you, then you're coming from a low level, aren't you? Yeah. If that's the case, yeah. Fair point. But look, this pitch strategy. There's a paragraph in there. The, the document runs to about 50, 60 pages. Uh, I wrote a piece about it in the paper the other day, and there's a paragraph that I mentioned in there, but bears a bit further, a closer examination. It's about Torquay United. Wow. 
And it, it runs, it's a Talk United professional football club. It's kind of Talk United for beginners. And it says, I, I, let me quote, a long-standing issue for the club is to find a replacement ground for Plainmore and or provide additional training facilities within the bay. No obvious or available sites for these have come forward during development of the strategy, but options should continue to be explored, perhaps in conjunction with a local plan review, to find a suitable site within the bay, open brackets, or consider alternatives just outside the boundary in neighbouring local authority areas. King's Curswell. <coughs> King's Curswell. Edgeswell. King's Curswell. Yeah. So the, the, the most obvious site, let's start right from the beginning. Gaming International still want to move Talker United. That's yeah. their stated, publicly stated aim that one day they will build a new stadium for Talker United. That's mm. why they came into this. Mm. The most obvious site, which was the field down at Scotts Meadow, mm -hmm. uh, is now going to be a solar farm. So they can't have that. Yeah. So well, that's that's a good thing, and also I think there was a lot of there was a lot of bound, problems with that area anyway. Because let's face it, I can remember riding my BMX around the tip that yeah. was there. Well, yeah, well, I, yeah, that's true. But Clenham Valley used to be a tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, I think it's more recent, though, isn't it? But mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure all due diligence would be done on any, any area, but. Yeah. So that, that leaves the most obvious candidates. There's a parcel of land next to the ring road at the bottom of the hill. As you come from Paynton, come down the hill if you're going to Kings Kurzweil, there's that area that's going to be Wicks on your right. And there's a lot of land there, which is brownfield land. It's industrial land. You mean, yeah. It's, you know, there, there's more space there than you would think. Is, it, is, is there enough there, to stick a, a stadium in there next Probably. to Wicks? Probably. No, interesting. Um, well, that that's on the, on the left. I, on the left of the road, as you go down, there's land there as well. Yeah, there is land there. So that you know, there are possibilities. You know, this. So wait, so you're going down Hamlin Way, are you? Going down Hamlin Way. Yeah. And I think the area. And instead of turning off onto the new road, you're 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 looking to the right of you. If you look to the right of you, where where they're building, there's a pub. Yeah. And they're building the wicks. Yeah. There is. There, I mean, there's room in there. Yeah, so that's what you're talking about. In there. That's not, surely that's still in Tor Bay, isn't it? I got a feeling the boundary comes just Must, in that piece I mean, of land. My, my, my mum and dad lived in, in Kings Kirtle for uh, for years and they were in Timbridge, but we also lived in Edgingswell for, for some time. We New Tor Bay. Tor Bay, yeah. The boundary, it's that area at the bottom at that junction at the bottom there has to be the prime area yeah there. that's that's not a bad shout i hadn't yeah. i hadn't thought about it in respect that there was enough room but and maybe there, are, there is there are areas and it's a good go, it's an easy place easy yeah, bit to get yeah, to it's right yeah. at the end of the new road yeah. you know there's no there's no traveling through town to get to it they're building a new railway station at Edgingswell. they are yeah so it's got tra public transport links it's got loads of room for car parking. I have one question. Go on. Will I still be alive when, when, when it's all done? <laughs> I mean, and I'm not I'm not considering dying just yet. <laughs> it's highly unlikely you know, that it's going uh, to be in our lifetime. I, I've seen a, uh, a glossy brochure plan of, of, of the new road, of the road that links yeah. Tor Torquay and Newton Abbott that we all enjoy so much now from 1973. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's a picture. There's a brilliant picture in our archives of a public meeting at King's Kurzweil back in around about 1973. Yeah. And there are lots of men in suits with pointing sticks yeah. showing people things on this map and scale model. And, Instead uh, of the 12 cars an hour, <laughs> we... <laughs> yeah. When you're coming along here in your Vauxhall V, yeah. you won't know you're born. 
But uh, yeah, whether these things will ever happen or not, I don't know. But that's interesting, and that's been passed by the council. So the council so is now that's good. so so they they've passed. Uh, uh, well, they've adopted. The they've strategy. adopted the strategy to. That's, Look at a strategy that doesn't rule out. Yeah, so <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's pie in the sky. Yeah. Oh, it's raining. It's raining. It's always raining. Let's hope it doesn't rain too much on that pitch before. No, I tell you what, though, that, that area is, can get muddy. I remember when I was yeah. a kid running around that area, and, yeah. and, and Steve Britton getting getting yeah. stuck stuck up to his britches. Britain's Bridges. <laughs> that's a name. That's a name for us. That's a 1970s it? sitcom. Isn't well, it? Brit- do you know every week I cast around for a title for the podcast, and the podcast this week is, is Britain's Bridges. Steve Britton, if you're out there, I know. I know you moved back to Birmingham, but I do remember the day when you got stuck up to your britches uh, down at that piece of muddy land. Britain's Bridges. So you'll have to <laughs> listen to the last couple of minutes of the podcast to understand no the title does that. this week. No, <laughs> nobody does that. Even Hayden's asleep. <laughs> Wake up, Hayden. Thanks for your time. Thanks for listening. I hope we've um, hope we've answered a few questions. I hope this I wasn't week. too downbeat at the start, but uh, it's not good, is it? It's not the good. But still, as Talkie United what's, fans what's through score? and through, what's the score? as Talkie fans through and through, we're still looking forward to Saturday. Yeah. Whatever. You see Gareth Bale on my phone. It's still still nil nil. Still nil nil. Still nil Cameron nil. But because we're talking United fans, we're still looking forward to Saturday. We are. It's a game between we the are. teams 24th and 22nd in the National League, and I still can't wait for it. I know. Amazing. Sad, isn't it? We'll see Amazing. you there. We are. We are dedicated creatures. We are dedicated yeah. creatures. Come and say hello. It's always good to see you. Always yeah. good to catch this up. This time next week, there'll be a new uh, King of the Jungle or Queen of the Jungle. Will there really? Yeah. I haven't watched any of that. Oh, well. <laughs> How are you managing to watch all of the World Cup and all of I'm a Celebrity? I have a telly, I have a tablet, I have a laptop. You're one of these people who has two or three screens. You know that scene in, uh, in The Man Who Fell to Earth, David Bowie sitting there with a bank of televisions yeah, in front of him? Yeah, that's you. Yeah, that's me. You are the man who fell to earth. Yeah. On that bombshell, <laughs> we'll leave you. Thank you very much. And as ever we finish, come, come on, on, you yellows. yellows. Come on, you yellows. Flying high below this Wembley archway sky today Come on you yellows Full of pride